Welcome to the Pulse Podcast, personal conversations about life, leadership, and legacy with inspiring founders, entrepreneurs, and leaders of industry. I am R. Adam Smith, founder of Wisdom Board. I am pleased to host this podcast episode. Wisdom Board is a fast-growing digital leadership platform powered by curated content, blue chip services, valuable human capital resources, and an expansive expert network. Wisdom Board is dedicated to empowering excellence for private companies at the board level. I'm here today with Edward Tyson, the founder of Trusted Family. It's an award-winning technology platform um, in Belgium and London that serves uh, hundreds of family businesses and family offices around the, around the world. It's a very, very interesting governance platform that is uh, very efficient, cutting edge, and growing very fast. And uh, it's wonderful to have Edward today on the Wisdom Board Pulse. Uh, thank you, Edward, for joining us today. Thank you, Adam, for having me. Super excited to do this. Well, you've uh, been growing quite rapidly, uh, I've, I've heard, and it's great to be working with you to share your services to our family offices and entrepreneurs. There's many large you know, mass uh, data and cloud services out there, but so few that are dedicated to the more sophisticated elements of the family office or the sprawling multifamily office organization. Maybe walk us through what led you to form this back in 2007 and after your experience with family offices um, and, and kind of walk us through, through that journey to today. Yeah, well, super cool. Well, yeah, I mean, Trusted Family really started as a project um, probably over 10 years ago now. So I was still studying back then. Um, I've always been passionate by technology. I learned coding when I was sort of 16 years old. And when I turned 20, my dad sent me to a family business conference. Um, and back then, you know, I, I, I didn't really realize, how, you know, I wasn't really, you know, educated on, on the topic, but um, I'm sort of a next generation member of a Belgian family that's active in building materials. And so by going to that family business conference, I learned about the whole family business theory, the typical challenges that family businesses face uh, over the generations. And during that conference, I met another Edward who's part of another Belgian family business. And long story short, uh, we came up with this idea to build a mobile app and online system to manage all the governance processes, all the sensitive information, all the important meetings and decisions uh, in our own family businesses. That's really how it started. And because I could code and I had built some other applications before, you know, the, the idea just came together and we started working on that, right? But and that was um, the Family Business Network International Foundation you're referring to or before that? It was, yeah, it's the Family Business Network. It's an international organizations. They have chapters in lots of different countries uh, around the world. Okay. And so they are sort of a learning and networking uh, organization that connect different families together and bring them together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we had that idea at the, at the event. And then, you know, a few months later, we launched this app within our own family businesses. But very quickly, we realized that actually a lot of other companies in the world are actually family owned, right? Um, and so that's, that's what I would say probably the second phase where, you know, after sort of, you know, rolling it out to a few other family companies in Belgium and then in France, mostly through word of mouth, 
we did some more in-depth market research and we realized that there was actually a business opportunity as well behind our personal need and, and, and this idea, right? So we raised 1.2 million euro. I moved to New York uh, where I ended up living five years and we started building this up and scaling it up as, as a business, right? So that's really where, where the business comes from. That's great. And in the U.S., there's a, maybe 5,000 family offices around the world. There's probably more like 15,000. And I've seen some data that shows that the actual, um, the, the actual wealth or the size of privately held companies around the world is at least 50% of the, of the world's GDP. So there's actually a lot more family-owned or privately-owned companies than a lot of people think there are. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's indeed, it's a huge market opportunity and, and a huge need. And what's also interesting is how these family companies have evolved over, over time and over the generations, right? Um, and that obviously depends uh, across regions, but a lot of family companies today are reaching the second or third generation, right? So grandparents started something, they had two, three kids, uh, they got married, they each had two, three kids. And so suddenly the family is 10, 15, 20, 30 people. Uh, not everyone works in the business anymore. Um, you know, or they're, not, or they're not in the same city. Uh, most yeah, of they, they don't live in the same city. They don't live in, in, in the same country. Uh, they move abroad, right? And so basically the whole ecosystem becomes more complex, right? And so I think the key question then becomes, how do you stay successful as a family business over the generations, right? And so we think there's really two key concepts there. One is alignment between the owners. So in, in every ownership group, you have a group of owners that are active and a group of owners that are non-active. And that needs to work very well together you know, for, for the company or the, or the family office to actually have a clear vision and a clear mandate to, to grow, to take risk, to reinvest, et cetera, right? And so that's the first thing where we ask ourselves the question, where can technology help to manage these, you know, dynamics and relations between active and non-active owners, right? The second thing you have in every ownership group is governance. You know, at one point when you have 10, you know, 15, 20 owners, someone needs to make decisions, right? And so most family businesses or family offices will set up like a board of directors, an investment committee, or you know, another structure that will help them to make decisions. And, and then you know, we started thinking again, where can technology help to make sure that the right decisions are, are, are taken, right? And so you, know, you have meetings, you need to prepare these meetings, you need to make sure that during the meetings you have the right conversations, you talk about the important things, you need to follow up on these meetings. And also you need to have access to the right information quickly wherever you are in, in the world to be able to, right. to make these right decisions, right? Yeah. So that's kind of yeah what, what we started focusing on. And as you know, I've been in private equity and for 20 years and uh, many of our investments have had family office and uh, invest, investors and various types of limited partners around the world. Um, and it was, it has been quite challenging from an administrative standpoint to manage all that paperwork and reporting and and basically gather and and organize and facilitate and share that information. Um, just for our listeners, Trusted Family um, can be found at trustedfamily.com and their services really cover the gamut of secure technology from giving uh, multi-user permissions, document management, uh, also analytics in terms of engagement, forms and surveys. I think you have a talent management as, as well, meeting management. Um, all of that is, is really 
an interesting proprietary offering for, uh, as Edward's saying, uh, multi-generations. Um, I mean, tell us really, what is it like for a client to log in and use this platform to communicate and collaborate on a virtual global basis? What is that like for them? Yeah, so I would say that there's different personas in every family, right? And so, you know, there's going to be personas that other people that I would say create and disseminate the information, right? So in every family, there's going to be like a chair of the board, a CEO, a, a, a corporate secretary, or sort of a, a head of shareholder relations, right? And so, you know, most of the time, you know, they work in the company or, you know, they have a, a you know, full-time job there. And so they're going to typically work in an, uh, in an office environment. They will access trusted family from their, you know, laptop or, or, you know, normal device. And so they will use trusted family to share and disseminate important information, right? They will create the meetings. They will set the agendas. They will share the minutes. They will share monthly or quarterly uh, sort of, you know, shareholder updates, financial updates, uh, K1s, dividend notices, you know, whatever is being shared in a, in an ownership uh, or, or board group, right? Right. So most of these types of personas will access trusted family from, you know, like their desktop, basically, right? Okay. And then you can have board members and shareholders and then the wider family, right? Many of them have very busy lifestyles. I mean, obviously this year was COVID, but in normal times, many of them travel around, uh, you know, they're very busy, very mobile. And so right. most of them actually access trusted family through a native mobile app okay. or iPad. And so they can connect securely with touch ID, face ID. Uh, we offer application for additional security. And so wherever they are in the world, they can, you know, access information linked to meetings, they can review important documents, they can take private annotations to prepare meetings, they can electronically sign um, specific documents that they need, like, you know, minutes of board meetings or specific approvals or forms, things mm -hmm. like that, right? So, and, and from what I understand, I mean, the, the pricing, the price value equation is fairly reasonable, given that there is so many different tools within the technology in a, a customized interface. Um, I mean, how do you go about uh, pricing the service to your to your clients? Is it is it a, as as a SaaS business? Do you do you approach it as a, a flat fee business, or do you do it per user? What's the what's the best approach uh, these days for for onboarding clients? Yeah, so with different packs, uh, so with packs zero to ten users, ten to twenty five users, twenty five to fifty users, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, right? Um, and so that's a license fee. Then for certain additional uh, clients, we provide additional services. Uh, we, we, we sort of assist them with sort of communication and, and governance projects that are linked to the platform. So typically we'll have a monthly meeting with them and a dedicated amount of time that's associated uh, with them because you know having worked with so many family companies, we sort of know what works and, and what doesn't. So we've developed a lot of like tools and templates to make it easier for them to, to, to get started, right? Uh, and so, yeah, in terms of budget, I mean, it, it really depends on, on the size of the family, but I think most of our clients, they really compare, and it, it's like, you look at every listed company in the world, they have a shareholder relations team. They have roadshows where, you know, they travel all over the world to see the investors, to like inform them on what's happening, et cetera, et cetera, right? Most family companies are actually private. 
and most of the time they don't really invest a lot in board and shareholder governance mm. because again because it's family it's often pretty informal they will have a dinner you know conversation give some informal updates but that doesn't really scale right and so a lot of clients that start working with trusted family they basically embark on a journey where they want to professionalize the way they manage their board, the, the way they manage the shareholder and, and the family, because right. they realize that good governance, transparency, et cetera, are really key for, for their long-term success, right? Because if, if, if the shareholders or the board members are not aligned, you know, then it, it can quickly create issues. Like this year in, in COVID, you know, obviously like when things go well, people don't complain, right? But it's when things are a bit more difficult that the non-active shareholders start asking questions, right? Uh, and it puts more pressure on the people that, that have an active role, right? And Talking so- about, have... and, and also, um, since you brought up generations, there's, there's as, as most people know, there's a huge generational transfer of wealth and of succession planning in the second and third, and sometimes even fourth generation. We've worked with some family offices in Europe, obviously longer, going back usually longer than the US, but there's some third and fourth generation uh, family offices back in, in Germany, Austria, France, and UK in particular, back to the 17th century, 18th century. Um, so this is not just for the first level of of, uh, of children, but it can be the third or the fourth level. Um, and at that point, there's lots of, there can be lots of complicated paperwork, uh, trusts and estates, real estate holdings, stock bases of, of both liquid and illiquid holdings, um, not to mention the current activities, which is all the corporate governance uh, materials of, of either governing the company or multiple companies, not to mention the family office itself. Um, but the other thing is, I, I think that what, what trusted family, as you've defined the name, really bringing the trust to the family to use the platform, but also in a way to trust themselves uh, and to work in a more harmonious fashion. I think it's interesting to think uh, that you know families are not just wealthy people; they're also an ecosystem of the family themselves as people, and they're part of uh, a longer legacy that's going on. There's a quote that I found. I was looking for it for our. Uh, our podcast, which says that there's a quote I read that says that we are just stars in our family's constellation. So in a way, any one family member, even if it's the billionaire or the, the, the patriarch, that one person will be affecting five, 10, 15 people in the family, and then probably thousands of employees or tens of thousands of employees in those multi in the family in the, in the holdings that the family has. So there's a whole ecosystem there that uh, I think is interesting that you guys serve to make their lives easier and to make them really connect in a safe environment. Um, is, that, is that kind of part of the mission of what you're building is to bring them together in that environment? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we really believe that like, you know, family businesses are sort of a, a strong actor in, in, in the global economy, right? They, they have a long-term view. They tend to have, you know, strong values. Um, etc. Right, but when you look at the statistics, only I think only ten percent of family companies stay together for more than three generations because these family dynamics come in, and this complexity comes in. Right, and you know, speaking of third, fourth generation families, there are ways to like stay successful as a family in the long run, but you need to understand basically how to deal with that complexity and build the tools, processes, and governance practices to actually manage that. Right. 
And so I think many of the clients we work with, they realize that the role they play in society is, is very important, right? Because often, like you said, these companies employ a lot of people, you know, they're like integrated in, in different supply chains, you know, that the world is getting more global. Um, and so, you know, teaching and informing the next generation about their roles, their duties, their responsibilities is super important, right? And, you know, it takes some time, but, you know, it's important that they're involved, that they have access to information, that they progressively get interested and that, you know, they are developed as future leaders so that they can make the right decisions at the right time. And just, just helping these clients and people that are very busy, that have lots of complicated lives, even if it's, uh, uh, some of them can be uh, luxurious, some of them can be um, can be retired, they can be enjoying themselves, but ultimately there's probably one or more operating companies still going on. And there's a lot of illiquid wealth or distributions and cash flows and, 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 and uh, complicated accounting that can just be coming from one company, not to mention if there's multiple companies going on. So I think it's great that you've built a customized really experience that is dedicated to that customer because um, as a user of the more traditional services out there, the Microsoft Box and Google and Slack and Interlinks and Dropbox, uh, OneDrive, you know, those are those are great for the daily, the day to days, but they really don't cut it uh, when you're dealing with more complicated matters. Yeah, I mean, that's really our vision, right? How can we build all the important tools that family businesses need at their fingertips in one easy to use platform? that everyone you know, can have access to. Just to wrap up um, our conversation today, tell us a little bit about your client profiles. What type of clients are a good match and work well for and, and thrive within Trusted Family? Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, it's very simple and you know, basically any family that is reaching a certain level of complexity you know, we need to organize themselves, right? So most of our customers are sort of second, third generation family businesses uh, that are starting to deal with all this complexity, right? They've set up one or multiple boards or an investment committee. Uh, you know, they have a few, you know, external advisors, uh, maybe some family office staff or some trustees or, you know, some, some people on the operational side that, that, that are helping with that, right? And they just realized that email is not the right way for them to manage their important information and, and to communicate with each other, right? Because the moment you send uh, an email to 10 people, you know, with sensitive documents, like you have no clue if people have read it, uh, if people have, you know, like forwarded it, etc. right? Um, so yeah, most of our clients are sort of second, third generation. Many of them still have a business. Some of them have sold the business that are still sort of, you know, doing things together. They, they may have a family foundation or an investment office, uh, et cetera, right? We, we have clients in over 25 countries. So from um, like geographical perspective, you know, like we can serve clients all over the world. Uh, the, the platform is multilingual. I think we support six or, or seven languages right now. That's wonderful. Lastly, tell us where Trusted Family is going and what should we look for in the future? Yeah, well, you know, like I said, Trusted Family was started as, as a project. Now we're sort of successful B2B software company, right? We're profitable, we're, 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 we're growing. We're about 27, 28 people in, in the team now. Um, 
And you know, we're really thinking, how do we become the absolute standard in this family business, family office space? And we're actually getting more and more interest as well from other private companies, because you know, there's a lot of other you know, companies that are owned by different people, right? And it's, it's kind of you know, the same issues, right? So I think we're really focused on board and shareholder uh, you know, governance features for sort of any family company slash private company in the world. So that's where we're going. And so, yeah, how do we scale to a thousand customers and then 10,000 customers? You know, that's, that's, that's our focus. Wonderful. Well, I'm excited to see the growth ahead. I've enjoyed working with you and Arnaud and, and uh, Nathalie, and it's a great team and a great offering. And uh, uh, soon we'll be meeting in person, I'm sure. Thank you for sharing more on your company and uh, all of our, our members and audience can find more about Trusted Family on wisdomboard.co as well as Trusted Family and uh, keep an eye out on their blog and webinars and materials that they send out as well. Uh, Ed, it's great to see you today. Thank you for joining. Thanks for the opportunity and uh, have a great day. Pulse is a digital collection of personal conversations with respected private company experts. Pulse listeners enjoy lightning lessons, wisdom, and journeys of interesting people. Pulse is a production of Wisdom Board, a trusted leadership brand dedicated to empowering private companies to achieve excellence in the boardroom. Wisdom Board lives on LinkedIn and online at wisdomboard.co. Please subscribe to our podcast, available on all major channels, including Apple, Google, and Spotify. I am Adam Smith founder of Wisdom Board. Thank you for listening to the Wisdom Board Pulse podcast.